Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Um, I'd like you to, to put, try out a metaphor. Just You can either do it in your mind or if you want, do it in real life. But the notion of socks and a ceiling fan. Now, imagine turning the ceiling fan on high so that sucker's spinning around really fast and and take a sock and throw it up and see if she can get it to get stuck on the fan. And that fan spin around really, really fast. And of course, the fan just bats the sock away and it goes flying off on some random tangent. And you can sit there and throw socks at the spinning fan all day long. But what if you turned the fan off so it slowed down all the way down to a stop. Now the fan is just sitting there. It's not spinning at all. Do you think you could throw a sock and have it land on one of the blades and stay there? What I really like about this metaphor <laughs> in a roundabout way is it it illustrates how my heart and my soul was trying to talk to me when it first brought in the idea of me becoming a writer, an author. It was it it was indeed the first scenario. I mean, how many times do you have this sentence that pops in your head? And I find it typically happens when you're busy doing something else. You're in the shower, you're unloading the groceries from the car, and a single sentence pops in your head. Hey, Les, write a book. And that's the launch of the sock. And then the fan is a metaphor for our busy, busy mind, our egos. And typically after that sentence arrives, the very next thing we do is we drag it up into our ego and just pound it into oblivion. Who am I to write a book? I'm from some small town in Utah. What do I have to say? And it took me six years to write my first book. And a lot of that was getting over my relationship with being a writer. And I wrote the book. I I got a hardbound copy in my hands, and I decided not to publish it. And I did that because (laughs) I had changed so much as a writer over those six years, and I had written all over the book, and it was like popcorn pacing, popcorn writing, where there wasn't any continuity, chapter to chapter, paragraph to paragraph. But fast forward to today, and I've written, I'm sure, millions of words over the years. I I can't tell you what, uh, how much of a joy it is for me to write, whether it's a blog or a book or whatever. There's something that happens in my psyche when I write. And now it's it's a very um, um, personal and yet very public part of who I am. I mean, when I write now, I guess what I'm saying is writing has become a very, very rich and rewarding aspect of my life today. And had I not slowed my brain down enough to capture that thought, to capture that, and let it land there and stay in my consciousness, when that sentence shows up, honor it instead of trying to rationalize it. 
to learn how to do that really changed my life. It allowed my heart and my soul to kind of open up my busy mind and create a place for my heart and my soul to live with me, as me, through me, all throughout my day. And I know that's a very priceless aspect of my of my life path. But if you're a writer or you're thinking about being a writer, you, this is your show. Tonight, the topic is Your Life Matters. And our guest tonight is Junie Swadron. Junie is an author, playwright, psychotherapist, international speaker, workshop facilitator, and professional writing coach who has spent the last 30 years guiding thousands of students in writing and sharing their life stories. She sees the therapeutic process and the creative process as one. It is about accessing a special place within us where serenity, love, courage, and truth reside. It's from this place that we begin to know our true spirit. It is from this place we begin to heal. What makes her approach to healing extraordinary is that she knows both sides of the proverbial couch. On her own healing journey, she found writing to be her greatest ally. She now shares her success with her clients and students, helping them connect to their creativity and healing throughout the written word and other modalities. I think we're going to have a great show tonight. Join me in welcoming welcoming Junie to the show. Junie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Les. Great to be here. So let's start off in the beginning. When did the notion of writing first come into your life? As a a young child, really, um, I received a diary um, from a friend, a friend of my sister, and um, he gave it to me for my, I think it was my 11th birthday. And, um, and in those years, which is a lot of years ago, um, I'm 72 now, so you can imagine a lot of years ago, we didn't have, today, journaling is part of the vernacular. Way back then, nobody said, hey, go to your di- your room, write in your diary, you'll feel better. But that diary was became my, my, my place to write, to feel safe, to to express myself it was the only place I had and I had no idea that that little (laughs) little five-year-old five-year diary with its little lock and key which was just a small little thing would get be would be filled up in you know in a few weeks and I I just found my voice there wow there's something that happens, I think, when you sit down and, and you put your thoughts on paper. It's uh, it's curious to look at your journey now because writing is such a, a, a core aspect of who you are. The and and when I think about your story as a young child, you wrote with uh, what should I say? Without consequence, nobody else read it. It wasn't published on the internet, which didn't exist at the time. You had your own cocoon, so to speak, with the experience, and and perhaps you got quite um, comfortable and organic, so to speak, with it at that time. How does how does writing sit with you now? Well, it's a lifestyle. It was a lifeline then. It's a lifeline now, and it it still sits in the same way. Only now, um, because it has become that, and because I recognize from a young child that writing has the ability to give you clarity. It has the ability to make you feel like you've got a voice when you don't because what you, you nailed it. You know, when when it's not being published and it doesn't matter about spelling, grammar, punctuation, anything, you're just writing down what you feel and what you think and how it's and it just comes out of you. 
uh, in whatever way, and you know it's not right or wrong or in between, and you don't care about that, you're just writing to get it out. It's quite extraordinary. Things that you wouldn't necessarily even know you're thinking about come through. And wisdom comes through and realizations and ahas and healing and you name it. And, I, of course, I had no idea way back then that it would be, become a part of my life, a central part of my life to the point where now I help writers become authors and, and write their own books or blogs or plays or whatever they want to write um, and, and heal through, through the process. So it's still a lifeline for me, too. I, I go to it as a, as a very important tool to help me to feel grounded. <laughs> to, yeah. Well, yeah, I can imagine there's listeners in the audience that might have been getting these notions, these stirrings within themselves. Hey, write a book. And uh, we were talking a little bit offline before the show started about um, th- there's a perhaps a not-so-obvious part of writing a book where the book kind of writes you. In other words, um, you might think that you're going to sit down and write a book about everything that's in your head the day you start writing, and and you're not going to change as a person per se, but writing doesn't seem to be like that. It's like you get an inkling to write a book about a particular topic or whatever, and once you start writing, you kind of, you spoke to that um, just a moment ago about the wisdom that comes out of you. What would you say to new writers that that perhaps haven't gone through the process about how to be open to that wisdom, to be open to let the book take on its own flavor or even message? I think what I would I would say is just that. Be open. You know, come into it like a curious child and without needing to control what you say. Because that kind of writing, if you're, you know, if you're writing a book about your, your own life journey, for instance, even if you're an entrepreneur and you're wanting to write about why you are so enthusiastic about the service or the product you offer, because when you're writing a book, you'd like to, to give yourself more credibility or, or have it as a, you know, as a way more to reach more people, etc. Your story's in there. And, and so it's really important that you get out of the way so that the book can write you, as you said. You let the writing do the writing. And because as soon as you're thinking about what you want to say and you're trying to create it in a certain way and you're thinking about the words and the, and the, and the form and the structure and the how-to – you're just going to stop and start and figure it out and, oh, God, it spells wrong and you'll never get very far. But if you come into your, go back to that time when you got that thought, when you were, you know, going, you know, taking a shower or going and doing the dishes or wherever you are and all of a sudden it's write a book and there's something in you that goes, yes. And before you have time to shut it down with your ego that says, who am I to write a book and all of the rest of that and nobody would read it anyway and I can't spell and I've never done it and I don't have a profession to do it and, and, and tons of books have been written about that already. I mean, you can have a million excuses. But if you go back to that place and especially if it's, it's, if it's a message that keeps coming back, then it's your soul's calling. You pay attention. And then you just put yourself in front of you the ABC, you apply butt to chair, and you put yourself <laughs> in the chair, and, and you start to write, right? And, and you do, you just move and let the writing do the writing. And it's, it's not, if you are really concerned or if you're a control freak or if you're a perfectionist and you really have a hard time letting the writing just do its thing, then 
you really, really, really need to get out your journal and write without caring what your book's going to sound like and write about what you're afraid of. You see, I don't believe in writer's block. I believe in fear. I believe that fear will cause, cause us to, to be, you know, to, to, to stop our hand from writing, whether it's on the keyboard or on a, on a notebook. But the, so just write. What is it I'm afraid of? I'm, a, I, I'm afraid of what if somebody reads it and I'm criticized. I'm, I'm afraid I'll hurt somebody. I'm afraid whatever those things are, get them out. Say it. Make it real. And then go to the place inside of you where your inner calling is calling and say, it's time. And then surrender to the process. I mean, I, I have a whole book about it. I have a couple of books about it <laughs> that can help, you know, and um, that are out there in the world to help people write. Actually, it's a three book about that, and um, depending upon the focus. And it, it is a process. But it's like anything else. If you really want it in your heart and soul to write, then do it. Go for it, you know. And and be kind. Be kind to yourself. This is your journey. And you know, um, yeah, I've got a book. It's called Your Life Matters <laughs> because it right. does, right? Because it does. Nobody can, you know. Some people do. They say. Uh, but, you know, who'd read it? Or there's lots of books out there about this already. Well, nobody's written your book. Nobody can tell your story. No one. Nobody. You've got your own unique take on it, spin on it, knowledge of it. Nobody knows what you've lived with you. And nobody can tell that story about you. So, and I'm... And, and, when we write from our heart, and you know this, Wes, um, the, the truth sets us free. It totally does. And we learn so much about ourselves, so much more than we'll ever know by just kind of walking through life, same old, same old, and just going through the stuff. I can't say it's through the faint of heart, you know, but yeah. I don't think living on this earth plane is for the faint of heart. <laughs> well, but you know, it's so it's such a worthwhile process. Well, uh, with the uh, the last year and a half, everything getting turned on its head, people are really hungry for a kind of more authentic story, a more authentic narrative. And you know, we're talking about writing books, and you mentioned the point. Well, there's already a a hundred books, a thousand books out there on that topic. Why do I have to contribute to a topic that has been so quote well quote uncovered uh, covered with all these other um, authors? But I've I learned a long time ago that no one person can write a book that will resonate with everyone. No one person writes the last book about any topic ever. And when you share your story from your heart about your life path and your experience, there's a whole group of humanity where your book, the book you wrote, will be the book that that they resonate with the most, regardless of what the story's about. Uh, so often our Western culture kind of showcases what we think in this collective mind as success, but sometimes your life path is anything but normal, anything but um, traditional, or and and you think that your story is a misfit or somehow disconnected from from reality, but. That's not the case. It's. I think some of the best books are the most. Uh, um, they come from out in left field, and 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 that that brings a, a fresh perspective to something that that can really need it. So to write your to write from your heart about your story is never a waste of time. There's always the 
the value of your your heart sharing your journey, sharing your struggles, sharing your healing. What do you think? Absolutely. I think for me personally, if even one person can heal because of your words, you've changed the trajectory of someone's life because they needed to hear what you said. Is right. it worth it? It's worth, right? It's worth yeah. it. We never know what we say or write in a book or a blog or, uh, or, or through the next door neighbor or the person at the grocery store that's going to make the difference in their life. It's just something that you just didn't even realize was that profound. And we, we, can't, we can't know that. What we can know is the, the guidance that we've heard in the first place to write your book. And then we can, and like I said, if, it, if it's a dream that keeps coming back, if it's something that comes again, then it's really a soul's calling. Got our marching orders. And we could, we, 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 we could ignore it, or we can just decide, that's right, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I've learned a lot through my years, and I want to share what I've learned, or I've got something that is really different that I don't think most people even have a clue about. Like you were saying, sometimes it's because it's not the the the, the path uh, that's usually traveled; it's the one that's less traveled, and maybe not even part of um, the mainstream at all. And yet, it's just so deep and real in our hearts. We've got to do it. And we're all put on this earth with a special gift. And maybe it's not writing a book, you know. Maybe it's not that at all. But whatever it is and whatever you hear calling you, go for it. You don't want to die with your gifts and your song inside of you. And we've heard that phrase before. No, we don't. We want to be the ones that are shining our light in the way in which we have learned to, to do that whatever our creative expression is and of course mine you know mine's all about creativity in a lot of ways it is definitely about books but i also think about creativity in its larger form that will heal people um (laughs) i've got a whole you know on my website there's there's a section called atcha the academy for creative and healing arts for people with mental health challenges because I really have seen it over the course of my life, how uh, how creative expression heals people. It heals. It can turn transform mental illness into mental health when we are totally in tune and aligned with whatever that creative expression is. Time just goes somewhere else. We're in that moment. We're in our moment. We're creating whatever that is. I don't care if it's a garden or a book or. A, uh, a paint art painting on a, a beautiful painting on an easel or whatever it is. doesn't matter. Time stands still. And in that moment, wow, there's nothing that we know other than the, the joy of creating. And there's lots I can say about that. But, you know, it's, well, it's, it's really about following our heart. There's something that happens um, when you articulate, when you because a lot of times we can have the feelings within us and we don't ever verbalize them or articulate them into a sentence or a paragraph. Can you share with us um, how writing has been a therapeutic and healing modality? How, how taking what, uh, what is a, perhaps internal experience and conveying it onto pages, how that changes you? Well, I can, yes, I certainly can. Thank you for asking that question. So some of my deepest, darkest, most painful entries in a journal became my best songs or poetry. In one case, it became, it, it became a play called Madness, Mass, and Miracles. You know, it, it started off with some really deep, dark stuff about my own mental health issues. And when I was, you know, uh, much younger, 
And eventually it became a play, Madness, Masks, and Miracles, about the madness or the dark night of the soul. I think we all go through as we're walking this this earth path and and our our journey on earth because it's hard not to. We're all going to experience loss in some way. And then the masks we wear to to say, I'm fine, when we're to, to hide the pain and the grief and the heartbreak and the loneliness and the sorrow and whatever that is. And then the miracles that we can take off those masks and be truly who we are. And that play was written to dispel myths and stigmas about mental illness. And I'll tell you something, it came from some of the darkest places initially in a journal. So poetry, that's why writing is so exquisite. It's, it's creative and it's cathartic. We just never know what we're going to write that's going to be the healing, the, the healing piece. I have a motto. It's called "Your Soul Meets You on the Page," and something. I like that. You you begin to stand taller, and one day you notice that your voice on the world, your voice on the page, becomes your voice in the world. And that voice in the world could be you just speaking up to your partner, or it could be a book out in the world. It doesn't matter. But your voice on the page. Starts allowing you to have a voice and you start to stand taller and feel better about yourself. It starts giving you confidence because you, you get to see your voice, especially for so many people whose voices got silenced early in life. To, to bring um, awareness to what we've held as a dark and painful part of our life, to bring that awareness to... Um, like you said, um, the the screenplay about some of the darkest chapters in your journal. The, that's the kind of stuff we need to really heal. To, I mean, the the culture, the collective society, really really wants a a more authentic, a more um, supportive and more nurturing narrative. People are tired of, of bickering and chaos and finger pointing. And uh, to really get to that place of, of peace and comfort, we kind of we kind of need to look at the the shadow, the dark side of of our life, and and to bring light to it. Um, and I think writing's a very powerful way for that to happen. Well, I couldn't agree more. Definitely writing is a very powerful way. And there are many, many ways that it's so essential that um, we do get in touch with those parts of ourselves because when we don't, it, they run the show unconsciously. They're the ones that are driving our bus. And because a lot of those things that are, we, we could be moving through life with anger and, you know, and unburied anger or grief or sadness or, you know, and acting out inappropriately and not even knowing why, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of those things that happen to us, we could still be having the same defense mechanisms we've had as a kid if we haven't healed them. And it could be a seven-year-old that's really driving the bus here. And so the more that we're able to tap into what the truth is, the more we're able to respond from a place of, 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 of a healthier way of looking at life. And the writing will get you there for sure. Clarity just to emerge from the pen, <laughs> right? And right. it shows yeah. up on the page. When you, I mean, I would write things and I think, really? Is that what I was thinking? I often will write just for that reason because <laughs> I don't have a clue. And I, you know, I'm completely muddled about something, and the clarity will get me every single time. The truth will, will be there, and it, it, and you know, you're so right. We are as a, as a as a humanity, really are going now in our own evolution beyond the BS <laughs> that we yeah. said. I mean, if I think one of the things that COVID has done. More than anything, it, in 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 a in a healthy way, is for it 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 stopped. It's kind of like those you know you stop the fan, 
like you were saying at the beginning of the analogy of, you know, a fan spinning out of control or kind of you're trying to throw the sock at it, nothing will happen because the mind doesn't stop. Well, the world has been spinning out of control. And yeah, when COVID right. started, and now it's going on for two, two years now, when life, the way we knew it, it was taken away, when our when you don't get up and go to the same job you've been used to going to for the last how many years and everything else that you've known to be whatever your normal is is been has shut down then it's like you get to see after the initial oh, terror of oh my god what what am i going to do now you start asking those existential questions of who am i and what really matters, really matters when you start to take stock of the truth of what really matters. Oh, I hated that job anyway. I've just been doing it because, no, I think I'll, I'll do something else. This is what really would appeal to me. I've never seen so much creativity ever as what I've been seeing since COVID. People have had to reinvent themselves and do. And... I was one of them. I mean, I was going into seniors' homes and teaching people how to write their memoirs. And then, of course, when COVID started, well, that shut down. I wasn't going into seniors' homes. Nobody's going into them. So that was one part of my business. So I learned how to, to, to put my programs online. So now I'm going to my third author mentorship program online. And you just do what you can. I feel incredibly blessed because I... I, I I was able to do that, and with a lot of help, <laughs> thank you, because um, I'm not a tech person. But at the same time, people are reevaluating of what's important, what really, in our very, very brief life <laughs> on this earth, because it's, it's a, I can't believe my age. I feel as young as I, you know, maybe a 30-year-old. Um, with a wisdom of maybe my age, I have to say that. I didn't always have this kind of uh, confidence about myself and life. And, um, and But energetically, I feel young. I can't believe I'm in my 70s. So it's so important. Life goes so quickly. Let's, let's make the most of every day. Every day. Right. To have, a, to have something to say to to put on the page, so to speak. There's there's something that happens to you, I think, as a writer where um, you have to articulate. You have to wrap, perhaps, feelings with words, with sentences, with structure. I always love it when somebody asks me some question about what I write about and I don't have the answer. Because I have to, uh, I have to sit with it and and conjure up sentences that convey what they're asking. You know what I mean? Because it's like uh, a lot of times we'll hold a, a feeling or an emotion or an experience in us in a in a nonverbal way, so to speak. And then when you go to write about it there's there's some articulation something that that i don't know i um i very much enjoy um learning how to communicate clearly and articulate the, with accuracy that feeling and and sometimes i guess that would be a natural um for some people and other people it's learned have you found your writing to be uh, to evolve over time, or um, is it such a? It's, it's definitely. Yeah, sorry. It's definitely evolved for sure. But you know, it. I think that when we going back to what we said right at the beginning, when we step out of our way, it's by like writing does the writing. It's like we're listening, we're decent, we're channeling. What comes through us, because we have the wisdom of the ages right within our soul. So, again, when we get out of the way and we're not controlling and trying to figure out and think about it and, and say it in a certain way, we can allow our wisdom to come through. We just channel those things. I mean, you know, you can go to your, 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 your journal or your computer or wherever 
um, and ask certain questions or ask the question somebody asks you that you don't really know the answer and just open to what comes through your fingers and open to that and find out what it is if you don't because you're losing a very different part of your brain it's not the same brain as speech it's a different one you're using your right brain you're using your creative intuitive sensual brain that speaks in images and 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 and, uh, and colors and uh and 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 the ways in which they're more ethereal than the left linear logical brain, which is really important and it keeps us wise and it'll help you do the editing later, but keep it out of the, don't, don't use it during the creative process. Don't start figuring out, oh, should I spell it this way or that way? You'll stop yourself. So right. I, I, it is a, it, it is a way there are techniques. I mean, Absolutely, there are ways for people who say, I don't even know what you're talking about. This is like beyond me. I tried to write and there's no bloody way. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you let it let it come out and you know, channeling who you're talking to. Right? But um I mean from one of my books is called Write Where You Are, a book for those who dream of writing but don't know where to begin. And it's got a lot of those tools in there of how how to with a lot of tongue in cheek too. <laughs> I put a lot of humor in it, but it's 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 a lot of really those those um, ways in which you can start to put pen to paper that make it easy. I mean, so that there's the ABCs of, of how to write and how to write for what, you know, there, you know, there's, a, there are different things that we want to, 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 to maybe write for, you know, why do we want to write in the first place? Maybe we want to write, um, we're really, we just want to get it out, get it out and, uh, you know, people talk about, well, what's this journal writing all about? What's so important about that? Sometimes it's just to get the emotion out of the of, out of your body and onto a page and get it out of you. Maybe you're really angry with someone, and you don't want to blow up in their face, so you can write. You know, just scribble it down. You can write an angry, blaming, uncensored letter, which you never send, by the way, and you never <laughs> give it to the person. But you just let it rip. And yeah. just get those feelings out there, and you'll be surprised. I can tell you right now, many people who do that, they start to recognize halfway through the letter that it's not even about that person. It could be somebody else. You know, you're writing to your husband, but it's really, you got that stuff from, you know, from a parent years ago, and that person's in front of you now, isn't that? But reminds you because you just got triggered. Or you can start to see your part in it. Who knows what comes out? It's incredible. You know, um, you could be having, you know, you might want to just get to know a gentler part of you or you just feel like you've been beating up on yourself and you can write a letter to your inner child. You know, you can start to get to know yourself by by asking that kid in you or having a dialogue with that child in you. You know, just how are you, honey? I'm here on pages. I'm talking to you because I wanted to know you. Where are you? And how old are you? And let that, and, and then, and a really beautiful way, if we're going to talk about some techniques, a really beautiful way of, of expressing your, having a dialogue with that inner child part of you. That's probably, and it's certainly not a new concept, and lots of people have been talking about that for a very long time, is to have, Use your dominant hand as your adult and your non-dominant hand as your child. So if you're right-handed, your dominant hand, you, you use a, you know, a pen. And your non-dominant hand, your left one, say, is you, you take a crayon and you have a bunch of crayons in front of you or a, a marker. And you write with your dominant hand, the adult, and just say, Hi, sweetheart. I'm I'm here to talk to you. I I really want to get to know you better. Um, how how how? Where are you? Or how old are you? And you let the child part of you pick up the color that they want that they choose. You just intuitively pick up green, red, yellow, black. I don't care. And let it your non-dominant hand. So it's not 
an easy flow unless you're ambidextrous. So you just let that kid write on that page as awkward as it might be. And I remember the first time I did this, which goes back a lot of years. And I wanted to write to my inner child, and I was taught this technique. And I said, um, I, I, hi, honey, I, I want to talk with you now. Um, I, I want to know how you are. And you know what? That part of me picked up a red um, crayon and said, I hate you. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and I, with my, and my, I picked up the pen and I said, Oh, thank you for telling me that, honey. What's going on? Where are you? Or I, I think I said, or, or how old are you? And she wrote back with a pen, I'm under the bed. I'm, I'm four. Where are you? I'm under the bed and I'm never coming out. And I had this huge dialogue with this, this part of me that was so afraid because I wasn't listening to my inner promptings that was afraid because I was in a relationship that was not working and was scary to her and I wasn't hearing what was she was terrified of. And she had a right to be terrified. I came from a home where there it was not safe. So that part of me, it was still so alive and I needed to hear that. I mean, I'm, I mean, unless you and I have, have this down because we're both writers and authors and we know the truth of the stuff that can show up on a page. And so this book is filled with all kinds of guidance for different ways in which uh, you can express yourself with so many different modalities and and ideas. So it's, yeah, (laughs) you know, I even got a part in here. This is why some people hate to write and would rather do anything else, including eating bugs for breakfast, stay adrift at sea, (laughs) or invite your in-laws for dinner. You wish their son or daughter you decided married someone else to move in with you. And, <laughs> and why you should go right. So, <laughs> so they put a lot of tongue and cheek in there. But lots of writing tips. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't want to write because we're afraid of what we're going to learn about ourselves. You know? Well, but you've had it's, a, it's worthwhile. You have a vantage point that's. Uh that can bring some insight because you work with so many authors. What are some of the myths about writing that you hear from first time writers? I mean, kind of their excuses or whatnot. What are some of the myths that people use to hold themselves back? Well, um, some of them that we've mentioned, some of just, uh, you would think that spelling, punctuation, or grammar, I'm not a speller, would be not a big deal. But I tell you, so many people think that if they, spelling will shut you down. If that's what you're a perfectionist and you don't think that, you know, or you don't have a degree in writing and it, you don't need to have any of that. You just have to have a heart and know, and know, know what you've lived. And if you can speak, you can write. Another myth or, or fear people have is that, you know, they're, they're really are afraid that, um, they, that they don't have anything valuable to say and that uh, who am I to write this book anyway? You know, nobody will read it. And so you have to come to that place that you really do matter and recognize that what you've lived is so essential. You know, you have, we all need to get to that place and the writing will, will bring you courage and the writing will bring you confidence and you will start to value your life so much better. People will say, well, what if I change my mind after I've written it? Well, that can very well happen, you know. The same person yeah. who wrote, you know, that uh, the world's round might have written, or flat rather, may have in the same lifetime <laughs> way back when, Realized, oops, I was wrong. I wrote a new book. I was wrong. Nope, it's not flat. No. I mean, things change all the time. People think, well, if it's written down, then it's written in stone and you can't change it. Yeah, you can. It's, we can change it. We aren't stagnant beings. But if something's true for you now and it's in your heart and soul, now is the time to read it. Write it and get it out. People are afraid to write because they might hurt somebody. Could be true. And so I always say, 
you write the first draft of your book for you and your eyes only. Or if you're working with me, for my yours and my eyes only. And you don't read it to anybody else, especially someone whose approval you're looking for. God forbid. No, you're, this is, these are your babies that are coming out of you when you write. These words are so precious and need to be protected. And so you write just for you. So that way you don't have to change names. You don't have to change situations. You don't have to make it up and make it false. You just write it for you. And then by the time you come to the place where you're ready to go to the next part, and the first draft is over, maybe you don't even need to include some of those parts. Or maybe you're going to change names. And maybe you're going to... Um, make it into a fiction book. Or there's, so, there's many ways. When I've written books that have included other people's, or my story, that it's included other people, sometimes I've, mostly I've changed names, but also I let people know that it's been my perception. It may not be the perception of the other person that had that experience that I'm writing mine. So there, there are so many reasons why people can stop themselves, and I can dispel all of those myths because I think over 30 years I've heard them all. Right. Well, you know, on the show, I've I found it curious because um, several authors have written like a spiritual or metaphysical book or books, and then their next book is story. It's it's a it's a um, they're they're still teaching, but it's through the metaphor of story, through a fictional story, that they convey the exact same intent to help people understand some of the mechanics of spirituality and metaphysical concepts. Um, so you don't, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is. The more you write, the more your relationship with writing changes. And I can imagine just sitting there in in the beginning going, well, I can't write, I can't spell, I can't do this, I can't do that. And, And then as you push through all that fear, all that hesitation, all that resistance, because now when I look at writing, I mean, like, like I opened up with the metaphor of the sock and the fan, that wasn't even in my wheelhouse when I first started to write to use a metaphor to convey an idea. And the more you write, it gets easier and it gets funner and more dynamic. And um, there's really no, no boundary to how create, how creative writing can become. What do you think? It's so true. Oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Or the style of how you write. Yeah. Some people say, oh, my God, I didn't know I could write poetry. And that's how the story wants to be written. <laughs> yeah. Then let it rip, girl. Let it rip, guy. Because absolutely, some people have written, you know, stand-up comedies. What? <laughs> and they, it's just that's the beauty that you can write. There are just so many different genres you can write in that you would never even have believed could be one of yours. I mean, I started writing, I wrote something once and I said, I've never written anything. I don't even think it has a name. And somebody said, oh yeah, it's slam poetry. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Like that. (laughs) That sounds like a mix. What's that? Well, you say slam poetry. My mind went to hockey poetry. You know, here's a body slam. Oh, right. You know, and it, it's kind of like a spoken word that comes out kind of like poetry, and and with lots of emphasis in the ways in which it comes out. There's no rhyme to it. It's, it, it that I personally loved it. It just had so much energy, and I'd never yeah. written anything like that before. Right. Oh, and now I've got a musical on the go, and I was <laughs> so there's a, so many of my poems have become song lyrics, and there's a musical that'll come out in 2022. So it just never stops. Well, now that's kind of foreign to me to write a musical or to be a playwright or uh, 
um, how does how does it, I mean what are the differences when you write for different uh, genres like a playwright or a musical versus writing a book? I mean, what what are the differences? Well, that's a good question. I don't even know if I know. Um, other than it, it, so poetry can become song lyrics, right? And right. there are, right? And so, I mean, I, I'm blessed with a partner who's, uh, you know, who's a musician and was able to take those songs and those lyrics and make beautiful songs out of them. And and the book part or the script part of the play is written in um, in a way in which scripts are written. It wouldn't be written in prose, for instance, like a book. Um, right, it's written as as a, a play. So obviously, there are ways in which you you know you can get books that teach you how to write a play. And with a musical, they mostly it's the songs that lead the the storyline. So a lot of what's written in between the, the the music is segue, giving you a place in time and space of where this is taking place and then the music happens. I mean, that's a very, anybody who writes musicals that really do well, they'll probably say, what? It's not quite as simple as that. And I'm sure it's not, but um, we'll see. It's just going with what's fun, what's fun. And then if you really want to know, because this is what you're being led to do, then, you know, then, Pick up a book on writing poetry. Pick up a book on writing a play. Pick up a book on writing a, 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 a memoir. Pick up a book on writing a coloring book and, or, you know, or uh, science fiction or whatever it happens to be and read how. And then just do your own thing, right? Let your right. own creativity lead the way. But, but definitely there are solid foundations and, and ways in which we can all learn from the greats who do these things and do them well. Very nice. I've just well, learned from my – I'm just kind of a self-taught person. Me too. Um, I want to make sure – it is. There's something about seat of the pants living that takes you places. <laughs> um, I know. And when I wrote Madness, Mass, and Miracles, I had no idea where it was going to go. And then it went far and wide. I mean, I got great acclaim to help dispel myths and stigmas and ultimate mental illness. I mean, it's still there. I mean, it's on my website. You can purchase the, the DVD. And it's. It, I had no idea, especially when something was when it was birthed from many, many tears and sense of hopelessness and pain and tragedy to uh, a place where people said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You gave voice to what I needed to hear. That play gave me a voice to stand up and talk about my own mental health, the shame, etc. We just don't know what we write or what we say and where it's going to go and who it's going to reach. That's why we do it. Very well well spoken. Um, We've only got a few minutes left. Excuse me. I want to make sure our audience knows about your books, your services, the Academy of Creative and Healing Arts. Give us the whole picture of your platforms oh thank you so much okay well um i have coming up in the new year actually which is not very long far away um a new author mentorship program it's for people who want to write a book and it's a you know it's a hands-on me with uh to to write their book and um and now I'm so excited because people who started writing their books with this online program that I was offering at the beginning of COVID, um, there's probably half a dozen of them that are ready, really, well, two of them are ready now, and there's a half a dozen that will be ready in the beginning of 2022 that will be published authors. 
starting off from the place where you and I were talking about, I don't even know if I can do this, to really feeling so good about themselves. So that's starting up. I also have a book and a, and a course online, and it's called Rewrite Your Life, A Transformational Guide to Writing and Feeling the Stories of Our Lives. And that was my first book years ago, many years ago. And it um, has now been a, a online as a, a self-study program called Rewrite to Reignite Your Life. And now, also in the new year, I am offering um, counselors and healers and coaches an opportunity to teach that program to rewrite and rewrite, reignite your life through a certification pro- program that I'm giving. Because I'm ready to just pass the torch, you know, pass the baton to other people that want to help people to use writing as a therapeutic tool using that particular style that I do that it's, that that's helped thousands of people so far over the years um, to to write their to, to heal their stories I mean it's basically a, a book that helps people to uh, empowers people to let go of old resentments and hurts and regrets and make peace with their past and um, and there's there's like 10, 20, I think, guided meditations and writing prompts within that whole system to help people to get from A to B, you know, talking about things like a time I was stronger than I thought or teachers and mentors or, um, you know, family of origin and stuff. And, and so there, it, it's on forgiveness and letting go and there's so it's very comprehensive um yeah there's uh, i'm now actually just being asked because of covid and being a therapist and there's lots going on in terms of emotional stability or instability these days um i'm actually going into uh, workplaces or online and talking to corporate uh, corporations about mental health in the workplace and to work with people, their staff. Um, and that's, that's a huge one because a lot of the workplace right now is in someone's home. They're in your own home. And that has caused a, a, a whole other set of emotional circumstances where people are used to going out and being with their colleagues. And, um, and so I have a lot of tools in that way because we've talked mostly about writing, but I've been a therapist. I'm still a therapist after 30 years. And um, I I work with people with mental health issues. I help uh, facilitate a, a program called RAP, Wellness Recovery Action Plan, and it helps people get well and stay well. So I, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> Sounds like it. And I'm happy to talk to anybody that uh, that just wants to reach out. People can get me with my email, yourlifematters at juniesquadron.com. You can go onto my website at juniesquadron.com. Um, yeah, so I, I'm thinking that those are... Um, those are some of the things that are coming up. Um, and that, that's very exciting to me. And, well, very, well, very nice. Yeah. Um, time flies pretty fast. I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it very, very much talking with you, and thank you for being on my podcast. Um, uh, I, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago, and I just love what you're doing out there in the world, and um, it, it's just a joy to to get to know you as well. Uh, thank you. We've been talking with Junie Swadron, and the topic tonight is Your Life Matters. You know, if you're getting the inkling to write, just just start writing, open up the word processor or a blank page and and just start. It's, it, it'll transform your life. Uh, and I, 
I think the the genre of a book per se is probably going to have a new appreciation with so much upheaval in life because people people are more hungry to um, hear about other people's story. I, I mean, the last year and a half kind of pushed us all through the ringer, and that wasn't really the case in 2019 and before, so we didn't really care. Our lives were on cruise control, so to speak. But people are hungry to hear about other people's stories, other people's experience. And that's how you're writing about your story, your experience, your feelings can can help others. It's really a very, very good time to be a writer. My passion is to help you discover a bigger idea of who you are to help you evolve and grow yourself um, personally, spiritually, emotionally, to to evolve your consciousness into a, a a more expansive expression of yourself. I think the expansion of expression is a, a really a fundamental aspect of consciousness and nature. I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us tonight. You showed up for yourself. You, you joined us with this episode, and so I celebrate you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.